Hi, I'm Johan, and welcome to a special edition of the Burning Rooms podcast. This episode is part of a series called Burning Rooms Solo Stories. If you listen to any of our episodes we've done over the past few years, you would have heard our mandate at the beginning of each episode. Burning Rooms, where we have the conversations, share the stories to strengthen your corporate and personal prayer life. In this series, we're going to focus on the stories aspect of that mandate. We are currently unable to meet as a team in this time of quarantine, so we decided let's let our audience get a taste of who we are as individuals. Let's share the stories that are meaningful to us, whether it's something we've read, studied, personal story from our life. Let's let our personalities and our creativity come out as individuals and share some stories. So these episodes will be very different than what you're used to. So come with us along on this journey as we bring you this limited series of Burning Rooms solo stories. So let's get to the story. Hey there, everyone, and welcome to the Burning Rooms podcast. My name is Danica, and I'm typically more like behind the scenes writing show notes and running Instagram and just being able to support the podcast in various different ways. Although with COVID and restrictions and needing to record, I'm on today for one of the solo stories. And today I'm going to tell my story of how I ended up coming across the house of prayer. So I wasn't born in a Christian home. I was born in Alberta and I was raised very much not in the church at all. I remember most of my life, I'd want to know who God is. And I'd like, there'd be times I'd look up at the sky and it's just like someone's up there. And I know I want to get there too. And so for most of my childhood, I didn't go to church. I think I stepped foot in a church one time and that was it. And so my family moved to a small town in Saskatchewan when I was 13. So just in my teenagehood. And it was a big change for me from the city to like a small town. And then due to some circumstances, my parents did end up splitting up, but Within that, it allowed me to have the opportunity to go to youth group for the first time. And it was there that I heard the gospel for the first time. And so fast forward a few months, I am at a Bible camp. And then that October of 2013, I gave my heart to the Lord and I've been loving him ever since. And so a large part of my early Christian upbringing was just a lot of youth group and my youth group would attend Eston College events and conferences. And so this is really key, Eston College. And so I went there a lot, like at least once a year, sometimes twice. And these conferences were so amazing. I encountered the Holy Spirit. It was just a really good fulfilling time to learn more about Jesus and, you know, have space from home. And at these conferences, I think It was one of the senior high conferences when I first encountered the term house of prayer. And since I heard that term, it was just something that sounded so cool and just really caught my attention. But me being 15, I had no idea what that was and was more concerned. Do I just want the three t-shirt they're offering if I ask them a question or not? And so I decided not to go and ask them a question about it just in case all I wanted was a t-shirt. And so that was it, 15. And then after three years, I ended up attending Eston College myself for a year. Did not go as planned. I ended up taking a different program than I initially thought the Lord called me to. 
it was just a really good year, but towards the end of the year is when I actually first met Johan and another intercessory missionary, Joel, and I got to like hang out with them and like talk to them and another one of my friends that was there and I was just learning more about the House of Prayer and one of them mentioned like, oh, you should come and visit us in Winnipeg sometime, lol. And I was like, oh yeah, for sure, maybe. And so little did I know, I think it was a month later, I found myself in Winnipeg visiting because I was like, I don't have to be anywhere for the summer for the first month. So might as well go to Winnipeg for two weeks after I visit a friend's house in Ontario. And so I did. And it was an amazing two weeks. I loved it. Getting to come into the prayer room for the first time was like, it's hard to describe. I remember sitting there and I was just by myself. Someone had been like, hey, welcome. And it felt like home. It felt like I wanted to be here. I wanted to know what they were doing. I could feel the presence of God. It felt good. And getting to know the people and people that were involved and just the sets and the talks and the conversations and just, it was so beautiful. It was just amazing. And then so I had to leave after two weeks, but I did not want to leave at all. I was like convinced <laughs> that I was going to move out. So I'm like 18 going on 19 at this point and I'm ready to move out that September and do the internship. Now, unfortunately, a big part of my story before I came to Winnipeg is when I was born, my jaws were not formed correctly. And so I've done a lot of dental work over the years. Upon coming home, I told my mom, I was like, I'm going to move to Winnipeg in September. I have no money, but I'm going to figure it out because the Lord is good. And then her response was, you need to get this jaw surgery. If you go to Winnipeg, you're going to be the bottom on the list again. And so she was like, okay, when you get your jaw surgery and you have recovered, you can go to Winnipeg. And so I agreed. And I asked the Lord, I'm like, I want to be in Winnipeg. Can I get my surgery this year? Because it wasn't guaranteed. It was like a year to two year wait for where I was at. And I wasn't even approved for surgery yet. So that September, I got approved for surgery. And then a month later, we got a call from the surgeon's office saying I had a surgery date. And it was such an exciting day. I was like, God, you're so good. And let's do this. And so I went and had my jaw surgery, which was... That's like a whole story within itself, really. It's a big surgery and it's really interesting being like older and stuff and having those surgeries. Like I do remember going through it and I had some really intense encounters with like Jesus and, you know, just the whole recovery process from like having my mouth wired shut to like the whole thing, like your face changing, the swelling. And one of the things that really kept me going during the hard days of recovery was Jesus, but also the fact that I was going to do the internship at Sanctuary House of Prayer in the fall and that I was going to move to Winnipeg in the fall, like I was going to do this. I was going to go there. I was going to meet with the Lord there and have my life changed. And I was just so ready for it. And so I worked so hard that year and saved up money and I helped up my youth group. And it was just a really good year. I spent the summer spending time with family and friends before I would move. And it was a good year. It was hard. I mean, recovering from surgery isn't something that's easy. It took time and a lot of processing. And it was just one of those years where the Lord felt so distant to me, but also felt so close. 
I knew there was something about friendship with God, which is what the main theme of the internship was that I made my heart come alive. But I didn't understand what it meant at the time. And so without the internship possibility of moving to Winnipeg, I do actually think at that point with how hard that year got, I might have walked away from the Lord. I don't know what I would have done, honestly. Looking back now, it's like it's just an amazing moment for me because it's like I just see the Lord's hand so heavily on that and it's just so comforting that it's like I know I'm supposed to be here and so I kept holding on to Winnipeg I kept being like I'm gonna be there countdowns were on and then a few days before I was actually moving my mom told me that it was a little bit cheaper and easier if I took a train to move to Winnipeg because I don't drive. It was hard to say yes at first because I was like, I like the idea of my mom driving me for 10 hours and then turning around. But that's a 20-hour day for her. So I agreed. I was like, okay, I will do this. And so all I had to bring with me to Winnipeg, because I was completely moving. I don't have a car. I can't go home and get stuff. Was a hockey bag, two big suitcases, two duffel bags, and a tiny carry-on suitcase. And that was everything to completely move from my room. There was no furniture, there was nothing. I had an idea of where I was gonna live, but not like after the internship, like there was no plan at all. It was just like, I'm gonna move to Winnipeg. I'm gonna do the internship. I only had like a few things with me and I'd never been on a train before. So it was like a little bit intimidating. And so up until recently, I am not a morning person at all. And I had to be at the train station and ready to go before 5.30 in the morning. And I went for it. I was like, okay, let's do it. So I stayed up till 3 a.m. the night before because I tried to stay up all night and then was not successful. And so my friend and I got there to the train station and found out that the train was going to be two hours late because I had no clue that trains take forever and have delays. And so... I was like, oh, how long is this trip? And the lady was like, it's 17 and a half hours before delays. I was like, great. Okay, this is fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. And so I got on the train with my friend and it was good. I mean, we couldn't sit together like we were supposed to because there's like some extra crowding. And so they were like, do you guys mind just grabbing a chair somewhere with someone else for your seat? Because you can walk around. Well, the train's moving. I'm like, yeah, for sure. That's fine. And so I, in typical fashion, sat down to the stranger and was like trying to get my bags up there. And we were like kind of chit-chatting a bit. And they're like, oh, how was it getting on the train? And I was like, oh, it was a little frustrating. One of my bags was like two pounds over limit. Turns out it was my study Bible. And like just trying to get everything like worked out. And they're like, oh, you're a Christian. That's cool. And I was like, yeah. And they're like, I'm not, but could I talk to you about it? And I was like, sure. So for most of that train trip, at least a good first four hours of the train trip, I was just talking to this guy about the gospel and like who Jesus was and answering some really heavy (laughs) questions. So thankfully I went to Bible college for a year, but like, I was like, some things I was like, I don't know. That is a good question. And so, yeah. And then my friend joined in too at some point and we just all had a good time and made the train trip go by a lot faster like I really see like a lot of like again like a lot of Jesus being in there like I got a lot closer with this 
daughter of my family's friend and like I made this new friend who I'm still in contact with today and we still talk a bit about Jesus here and there but they just ended up becoming a really decent friend and just being able to spend a lot of the time you know not just being alone not just watching movies and not just like sleeping the whole time but like it was fun it was an adventure and I really enjoyed that and so towards the end of the night I definitely was sick of the train I had barely slept. I just wanted to be in Winnipeg. I was just so at the end of myself at this point. I remember when they said we've stopped at the station and I was so excited. Like, we stopped. I'm in Winnipeg. I have officially moved out on my own and I'm 20 at this point. And so it was so exciting. I get off the train. It's like almost midnight. I get my stuff. Um, I get picked up and dropped off at the place I'm gonna live at for a brief amount of time before I go somewhere else. And I just remember getting my stuff downstairs, sitting down on the bed, looking around, just in awe. I was moved out. I made it to Winnipeg. The Lord brought me to Winnipeg. It was just such a big moment for me. It was just really scary because I, I was also on my own and had to pay my own bills, which was an adventure in itself as well. And every time I go past a train station now in Winnipeg, it's like, I got asked the other day by someone like, what did it feel like? And it's like, I felt free. I felt elated and excited and overwhelmed because the Lord kept his promise to me. Like he brought me through jaw surgery. He brought me through working a job I wasn't qualified for. And he got me enough money to stay in Winnipeg and have a savings account. and. I was in Winnipeg. I was going to attend Sanctuary House of Prayer. I was doing the internship and it was just, it was so cool. It was just such a really like big moment for me. And even looking back now, it's just like, wow, God is so good. And his leadership is so amazing. So yeah, from there, it was pretty much just, I did the internship that's offered at the House of Prayer. I don't want to talk about that too much just because it's like, this is the podcast, but it was a life-changing like three and a half months for me. And I love learning about the house of prayer. I love learning about friendship with God. I have s journals full of things the Lord said to me in that time. And just so much healing happened. And it was like my heart's desire to know him better was being answered. And he was becoming so real to me. And like those three and a half months changed my life forever. I know they're going to be a foundational year for me as I continue to walk with the Lord and continue to go forward with him and to run this race. And it's where I fell in love with the scripture. It's where I fell in love with the Holy Spirit. It's where I fell in love with Jesus himself and just everything. And it was just, it's really hard to put into words just how thankful and grateful I am that the Lord brought me to a house of prayer. That by chance, my friend was coming to a conference when I was at the college that I hadn't seen in a while and connected me to these people at the House of Prayer and that I stayed in Winnipeg for two weeks and got to encounter it. And then just everything that happened in between, it was just one thing most of this teaches me and shows me is that God's leadership is perfect and it is so good. And even during times when you're walking and I didn't think he was involved or he wasn't there, or he wasn't moving like... I'm happy I was in Cotton Eye for that full year. Let me save up. I'm happy I got to be with my family some more because, you know, COVID, I haven't seen them in a year. And it's just 
it's amazing. And it's definitely like where I want to be is here. This feels like home. This is just so beautiful. And I'm so honored that the Lord called me to come to a house of prayer and taught me about it and where I encountered him. And so, yeah, so that's a pretty much a gist of why I came to the house of prayer, but more like how, why I came was I felt called. Um, but a podcast episode would be done there. Be like, I came to the house of prayer because I felt called. And yeah, that's about it. I just basically want to say the house of prayer and the prayer movement have been so incredible. And I just, I love it. There is no place I would rather be than in this community doing these things and learning these things from people I really admire and love and just the family that I've made here and just it's so awesome and it's really been good and just seeing how the Lord has been guiding and leading me and just being able to like have those eyes to see and to look at him and go oh wow you're so amazing and so not really sure how to end this other than say that's just a little bit about my story very quickly Yeah, so you might hear from me every once in a while on the oval tables here and there. Sometimes I'm the butt end of the jokes, which is fine. Or you can see me on some live prayer meetings at our shop Facebook page. And once again, if you're tuning in on Instagram or Facebook or any of that or reading the show notes, that's me. That's what I do. I just I help listen to the podcast and write some notes so you guys can see. And I also do some stuff with the Patreon. So if you are not a patron, we would love to have you be a part of the Burning Rooms team. There's some really cool behind the scenes stuff that we've created. So, yep, that's me. Um, So I'm Danica. And thank you for listening and taking the time to listen to my story of why I, I came to the House of Prayer. You've been listening to a special edition of the Burning Rooms podcast, Burning Rooms Solo Stories. If you want to find out more information about us, listen to other episodes, find out about our team, find all our social media links, visit us at burningrooms.ca. Also, if you enjoy this content, please leave a review, tell others about our show, and subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to help us out, help us create new content and improve the podcast, you can also support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash burningrooms. Until next time, my name is Johan, and this is the Burning Rooms Podcast.